Every day, young people are rapidly becoming the leaders that will shape the world of tomorrow. Learn their stories. Hear their visions for the future. This is not about me and you or what is. This is about them and what's gonna be. This is not a podcast. This is a preview. This is a foreshadowing. This is a freaking time machine. This is Shades Required. Welcome, everyone, to Episode 8 of Shades Required. Thank you so much for being here. We're really, 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 really excited to have you here because we've got somebody really cool to introduce you to. But first, my name is Phil Hall. I am your host. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Mike McIsaac. How are you, Mikey? I am great. Great to be here, Phil. How are you today, man? I'm doing well. And you look good. And you're drinking water out of a huge something. Stein? Yep. Is that a Stein? Good old uh, Green Lantern, which is hard to see in this Green Lantern mug. Uh, I thought you might have like a DOS boot situation going on. Nope, nope, nope. DC all the way. Nice. Anyway, uh, and with us tonight, the star of the show, Steve Wilson. Welcome, Steve. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're excited you agreed to come on. Uh, how are you? I can't complain. Good. I'm doing good. good. Yeah, we like people that don't complain. That's that's, <laughs> that's pretty, kind of the point of the whole thing. <laughs> that's pretty. You're so right about that, Mike. Yeah, I was going to say that's pretty high on my list. Uh, yep. Non non complainers. Awesome. Yes, very much so. Well, Steve, uh, welcome. Thanks for being here. We're really excited. Let me try to say a few reasons we're excited steve's here tonight uh steve as all of our interviewees have been thus far is a, a former student of mine um and, and is also a former student of of mike's in a in a few different ways um and he is just up to a lot of different things which we just talked about before we came on we were trying to figure out how we're going to do this without it being three hours long um, because Steve's very active. Uh, Steve is in school and, uh, he's also in a band and he's working and he's up to a lot of different things. So we gotta, we gotta get to all of it and we're going to try our best and we're also going to try to have some fun and entertain you as always. Uh, and we'll have our games and all that good stuff too. So we're excited. Let's do this thing. All right. All right. So, Steve, the first thing I want to talk to you about, because as I told you earlier, I was listening to you um, this afternoon before we came on. You have a band. Your band is named Dirty Red Hearts. Um, Peyton, who we know, Mike Peyton mm -hmm. Thurston, is also in your band. Tell us all about Dirty Red Hearts. So um, I'm sure you remember uh, when I was a senior and we had Mr. P and the Green Wave. Um, yes. And, mm -hmm. you know, that was that was a lot of fun. And in that May before I graduated, we had the big unplugged show where we had, um, you know, our old music teacher come back and, and some of our old bandmates and everyone who was ever associated with it came back and performed with us. Um, and that was a lot of fun. And that was kind of, um, I feel like, our, our send off. Um, and that was, it was a lot of fun for me to, to put together and, and to organize. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't want things to, to end there. Um, so, you know, Mary and Avery, you know, the other two seniors, um, were both going off to college and I knew I was, you know, I was also going to college online, but staying local. Um, so, you know, I wanted to still do something. So, you know, I knew Grant and Peyton we're still, you know, two years younger, about to be juniors at MSJ. Um, so, uh, and they're both, you know, uh, talented musicians. Grant, you know, played bass and Peyton was a drummer. Um, so I thought we'd have a nice little three piece. Um, so I started out, you know, we came up with that idea. Um, and, and Peyton was, I think, much more into it. Um, Grant wasn't so much as into music as Peyton was. Um, so he, um, he didn't continue with us. So it was just Peyton and I as a duo for a while. Um, and Peyton wanted to switch to guitar. So we, uh, 
um, kind of became a little folk, you know, two guys and acoustic guitars, little huh. duo. Always fun. Yeah, that's awesome. A little bit, little bit different from the band you were in, I think, Mike. Yes. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, maybe, maybe when it was my middle school one, um, we, our guitarist, wanted to nothing but play Eric Clapton songs all the time, and I was like, "Yo, let's let's try to cover the entire Meteora Linkin Park's album." <laughs> so we had uh, creative creative differences, but yeah. um, it's a lot easier to play at a coffee shop that's just two guys in a, and with guitars yeah. compared to a whole five person band. So. That that must be at least nice to like go walk in and be like, hey, can we play? Right. Compared to us, I'm like, hey, can we rock your faces off? And they're like, this <laughs> is a gap. Like, <laughs> yeah, we um we had let's see, we had a, a six six people at the end. Um, oh, really? We had we had um two guitarists and a lead singer and a bassist and keyboardist and drums and so we had we had the whole rock ensemble oh that's great which is really nice and i do i do miss that in a lot of ways but at the same time it is you know like you mentioned it's nice to just be able to stand in the corner of a bar um yeah and yeah. And, and just play the two of us you know you don't have to set up amps you know a little bit of speakers but um setting up amps and drum sets and all that um it's definitely been a lot easier you know there's there's some things i miss about the the versatility but um it's it's been a lot of fun just you know you really connect more that way yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Mr. Uh, P Mr. P and the Green Wave though. You you brought them up. Steve. Yeah. Man, that is one of the coolest things that has ever happened in the history of the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean like but seriously, I mean that's like some that's like some film that's like some Hollywood movie stuff, you know, the the music teacher and, and his kids start a band, right? I mean yeah. it was it was really cool and I'll never forget listening to you guys and you know and mary singing and you guys were awesome i mean that was such a cool thing and what a what a great name you can't you can't you can't ignore that name i mean that's a great name yeah. mr p and the green wave there, there was some like not controversy with the name but like some people were just thought it was kind of weird or you know whatever you know really yeah, really we had a period of time where people um, you know, outsiders were like, yeah, the name's, you know, a little kind of a mouthful kind of, but, you know, it was, it was a way for me to, to pay tribute to, you know, our teacher, you know, which, uh, you know, originally was Mr. Pivovarsky. So we, we lucked out with having another, another <laughs> well, and that's why I thought it was kind of like such a genius thing. Um, and we would have probably changed it had it been another, you know, maybe, you know, Mr. L in the green wave wouldn't have worked. Um, <laughs> Of course Whoa. not. That'd be that would be ridiculous. That'd be, that would be ridiculous. Um, and also, you know, paying tribute to the music teacher while also paying tribute to the entire school body because you know we were a school band and um, yeah. and we played for for the for the school and um, that was our main thing. Um, yeah. So I wanted to kind of reflect that somehow. And I also knew it would be unique that I didn't, you know, I always come up with band names and Google them and someone else has already taken it. I was, I was pretty confident that Mr. P and the Green Wave was original. Oh, Absolutely. my God. <laughs> I can't believe anyone questioned it. I I, I thought it was genius. To be See, I, I thought I didn't realize that you guys, so you guys were already a, a band pretty much when Mr. P took over. And then you were just like, like, like yeah. when I and I mean, Mr. Papard, of course, because um i assume that he was the one that kind of started up but it sounds like it was already a band before well and we always have to fix our timelines so so mm -hmm. steve you come to msj your freshman year and mr piva varsky is your music teacher yep so i arrive um fall of 2015 um i'm in a in a small in yeah you know, small music class with with mary and uh emily our original drummer it, it's just the three of us so that's kind of where it is. It's like, you know, we're all, you know, Mary's an amazing singer and Emily and I are both like multi-instrumentalists. And so was, was Mr. P, obviously. Um, so it was, so we had a lot of versatility. We could all kind of play a bunch of different things. Um, so he was he was the one who started. And he, was, he was like, let's just, do you guys want to be in a rock band? And, you know, all my all my childhood dreams just came true in that, in that moment. Because <laughs> it, it was like, you know, getting to spend an entire 45 minutes just in school playing playing rock music with my friends was um you know couldn't turn that down um and then you know he was only there 
my freshman year and then right. Tom Papard came my sophomore year. Um, and we didn't do anything for, I think the first semester or two semesters. Um, and then, and then comes the day when, when Mr. P, um, uh, breaks his, his, his either his, his, his ankle. leg or his ankle. His ankle. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and he's out for a, quite a few months and, um, we don't always stick to the itinerary that we were given. Um, sometimes we'd have a little rock band and, um, and that's, that's kind of how we started shocked. back up was, yeah. Well, um, I mean, technically it's music class. So as long as you guys are playing music, exactly. I don't see an issue. Right. And then we, I, figured, we figured out the orchestral stuff too. We were, we were set. Yeah. I remember that because, I mean, part of the reason I feel a little bit connected here, even though I had nothing to do with any of this, is that in that year, the year of the lull that you just spoke of, Mr. Mm -hmm. Pard's first year, that was the year that I moved into the athletic director's office, which was right. directly above yeah. the band room. Yeah, it's pretty quiet. So for the, for the first year <laughs> I was in that office, it was very quiet. And yeah. I did, you know, and yeah, I mean, occasionally the band would play. I, t I, I especially remember Christmas time. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Quite a bit of Christmas music and being yep. like, huh, you know, and I remember I, I remember I did an interview one time in my office. <laughs> and this Christmas music play. I just remember a <laughs> through very... the floor, right? And, <laughs> yep. and we're yeah. doing this interview, and and I mean that was a riot. But yeah, and so I... I mean, but then I remember when the rock music came to my mm. office. It mm. arrived in my office, and, and and you know, for the rest of the time I was there, I I really don't think it ever left. So that was always yeah. really cool. I definitely remember when you guys were doing Africa. Um, I don't, I don't think, was it I that? think of that every time I, I hear that song. Where so. I remember I remember when they were uh, practicing for Christmas and I I just remember the very slow tempo carol of the bells. Yes. <laughs> da, na, na, na. <laughs> I'm just like I'm going to go down and I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to kill these kids. <laughs> I swear to god. I but always over, liked it. I I don't know. After I, a while, I, after I a while, though, you guys, Christmas, you guys picked it up. You I'm guys a Christmas it up. music freak. I, I always loved it, man. I oh. I didn't care. I'm oh, like, walking. oh, they're playing Christmas music. Good. Oh, uh, walking through Macy's in November must have been your like favorite thing to do. <laughs> I, dude, I tell you, I and I don't think I'm all that annoying about Christmas, but it is impossible to annoy me around. It's impossible to annoy. Yeah, me. I'm unannoyed. Oh, I mean, yeah. like October. I'm good. Let's go. You know, I can I can get ready for Halloween and Christmas at the same time. That's fine. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so now, Steve, uh, you guys are still together. The band looks like it's kind of gone down to just is it is it just you and him now? Yep. Just okay. This is the whole new venture, right? So you uh, said yeah. at, at the Unplugged show, I mean, that was sort of the send off for Green Wave. And, right. and that was kind of where. Um, Dirty Red Hearts was born. Yeah, because I, I knew, you know, they would still be around and I, you know, didn't want to give up completely. Um, so, I, you know, I needed some sort of music in my life. You know, things were quiet. Um, I missed having that, um, the interaction with other musicians and because, um, you know, going to school online, you know, you, you chat and you connect with people, uh, but you can't jam in the same room. Right. Uh, of course not. Well, um, it's really cool. It's really cool that you guys can keep it up. I, I, uh, I, I tried repeatedly through middle school, high school, college, and it just didn't work out. So mm -hmm. it, it really does take perseverance to try to find that time to get together to practice when it might not always be there. You kind of have to make it. Right. So it, it, it's, it's, it's definitely a perseverance game for sure. Yeah. And, and especially during this time when we haven't been in the studio together for over a year. Um, oh, yeah. That was always our like, motivator or you know just being up here we're focused on on doing something whether it's writing a song or recording or mm -hmm. um and you know I'd, I'd originally wanted to release an album this past this past spring or mm -hmm. maybe even the one before but um yeah spring of 2020 um but you know i i had no idea about the music business or how to properly record anything so when we first started out we would put peyton's phone down um and just you know play into it 
um, and then we we drop it into GarageBand and mm-hmm. um, add bass and harmonies. Um, and, you know, those those are the recordings that are on our YouTube channel, right. uh, and and they're and they're decent. But you know, I want you know when I want stuff printed on physical media, and you know to be, um, you know, if I'm going to be buying ad space, you know, I, I want you know these really professional sounding recordings. Um, because you know it, it it would bug me if I release something and then wanted to go back and change it because be too late by then. Oh sure. yeah, no, sure. I completely understand that on a personal level with some of the stuff that we've put out on YouTube and you know you sometimes look back and it could be awesome at the time and you look back two or three years you're just like oh my god mm-hmm. how do people like this and, yeah. and you know but it's sometimes it doesn't even matter sometimes what you think is horrible in your own standards is complete gold to someone else that's never heard it before so you know it, it is something that you keep in mind is what's you know for for everything because you you know they're like i know that i could be better right. looking back but i mean to some other people it won't even matter they'll think I it's think, amazing i think at some level we all every single one of us have to learn by doing totally. and, yep. and so i mean you just have to start putting stuff out there and goofing it up and you know and i mean geez you know this is funny because this is literally what we're doing right now yeah i mean this podcast is a perfect example of exactly what we're talking about um and and it's it's so true you know i i look at things that even just like things that i did just like stupid little visual stuff when i first started um putting things out there for this podcast and i'm like that's so dumb <laughs> um you know and, and thank goodness i started like talking to other people and and having other people do stuff that i'm not good at right mm-hmm. um and like bringing mike in and and you know claire was doing some logos for me for some other things so claire diano who graduated from msj yeah. i think before you got there steve or maybe she would have been um, a senior when you she were was a senior yeah i think so yeah so, you know, and she's done some logos and stuff for us. And so, yeah, I mean, part of it is you start doing things. And I think you, part of it is you start realizing maybe some areas where you might need some help. Right. And you just kind of clunk your way through it. And that's, I mean, so many people never start. And I think that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. They're scared of, scared of failure. Exactly. That was the thing too, for me. And um, uh, when I was a kid, as I was never really good at, at sports or any anything like that or so i always i needed to find something to do um so i started taking drums and you know that eventually turned into my my grandfather giving me a guitar um and you know i'd always heard of people who tried to um tried to learn guitar and you know didn't stick with it because it hurt their fingers or you know whatever um it, um but you know i was kind of determined to have my thing um Sure. So I, you know, I just, I just kind of stuck with it. And, you know, even before I knew how to play it, I really was interested in it and um, loved the look and the idea of it. Um, Cause it's, 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 you know, obviously, you know, looking around, it's kind of a lifestyle. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Of course. Um, of but, course. Um, you know, but uh, Steve, you, you say, you know, you, your sports wasn't really your thing, but I, I remember a particular young kid coming in freshman year for a week just to give it a try. And I remember, <laughs> An Oklahoma drill where you put the lick on somebody, <laughs> and then you decided. I it was wasn't... about. I was about to say Steve Wilson gave us all one of our most exciting coaching moments of all time. Yeah, like yeah. I don't care what anybody says. No, that, I I exactly remember what you're yeah. talking about. Mike. Yes, I mean I'd never seen Coach Zorzi jump <laughs> for joy before. We were, but you excited. put someone on their butt, and we <laughs> lost our minds. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Not even sure I remember that exact moment, but uh, it was. (laughs) I do. We do clearly. Yeah, good. But uh, it it, it was. It was our positive. It absolutely did happen. (laughs) I I remember um, a couple things. You know, I I really enjoyed it, and I wanted to stick with it. It was. It was. Then I kind of realized that I was having all my issues with my with my knee, Um, and I I had a couple. I remember I had this this good catch one time, and that was about. That was about it, and I remember <laughs> sacking the, the tall dummies, and um, and uh, I remember taking a helmet right to the gut, and I was like, okay, you know, maybe this is maybe I'm, I'm cut out to you know watch it instead. But that's um, fair. But you know what though, Steve, is you tried it, 
and some people like Phil, you just said it. Some you some people won't even try it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know. So and, and you try- I mean, yeah, we we had so much fun with so many different guys, and then Miss J, who just who just tried it, and a lot, of, and, it, and it wasn't for a lot of people, but yeah, yeah. that was a lot of fun. Man. Yeah, it's great. That was fun. And, and I was I was super tired, you know, at the end of every practice, but I I was never like, you know, I wish I hadn't done that. Right. That's good. That's good. Um, that's but, so great to that's great yeah. to hear. That's great to hear. Because we'll we'll talk to some of our other graduates, and they're just like, "Oh my god, I was so scared to go to practice." Yeah. So at least at least you left with with a positive feeling. Yeah. I don't I don't know if everyone had that feeling leaving MSJ, but I think if most people did. Yeah. I'd like to say. Um. So with that being <laughs> said, I think Phil, do you think it's time? Speaking of you know putting statements out there. Yeah. Uh, it's a great segue to find a little bit more about Steve that we didn't know. So, Steve, um, you know our game, Two Truths and a Lie. Yep. So you're just going to give us three uh, three things, and we're going to try to figure it out. So are you ready, or you think you got some stuff for yeah, us? Yeah, I've got it written down. Beautiful. Whenever you're ready, buddy. Okay. All right, number one. I once saw one of my favorite football players, Julius Peppers, from a distance during a layover at the airport in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, but I didn't get to talk to him because he was just going into boarding his plane. Um, number two, uh, my dad grew up with and graduated with a future NBA player who would eventually play against Michael Jordan in the NBA finals. Number three, on several occasions, I've had conversations with both Tom Petty's widow, as well as his keyboardist from the Heartbreakers. Oh, man. Holy smokes. (laughs) So one of those is a lie? Yep. They're all so detailed. <laughs> this is wow, uh, wow. Okay, conversations with Tom Petty's. And I'm sorry, you said widow and drummer, keyboardist. Uh, keyboardist. Key- oh, good thing I asked. Widow and keyboard. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Who's going first, Mike? Whose turn is it? I'll go first. I'll go first. So, see, I'm going to start off with I know one is one is true because I know you're a Carolina Panthers fan mm-hmm. since I've known you. So, unless unless your favorite p- player is like Steve Smith or D'Angelo that Williams, mean, that doesn't mean he saw him in the airport. I know. That's what I'm saying. Is I think he saw him in the airport. The only thing I think is might not be true is if it's Julius Peppers, but I mean, I mean, he's the best defensive end that ever came out of Carolina. So I'm going to go with stick with that's true. If I was a Carolina Panthers fan, my favorite player of all time for that franchise would be Julius Peppers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I, agree. I see what you're saying. Um, so number two, I think could be true, but you didn't go into a lot of detail who it would be. So you, you didn't say the name. So I think that that is probably not true. And then, oh, but see, I'm stuck on the last one as well, because it could be like a drummer or something like that. So I'm going to say that you, that your father did not go to school with a future NBA finalist. So I'm going to go with number two is the lie. So this is interesting. And I have no idea where these come from. But they tend to be pretty decently uh, accurate. Something for me about number two, as it pertains to Andrew Wilson, Mm -hmm. sounds kind of familiar. Hmm. I don't know why. I will agree with you, Mike. That was clearly sort of the vaguest of the three. So that makes my baloney alarm tingle a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to go with one being a lie because I feel like if I'm saying two is true, one is more easily made up than three. Right. Like three, okay. that would be, man. I mean, if you crafted three as your lie, Steve, I will. I will tip my hat, and I will also send you an extra bonus gift because you will have stumped both of us. If three, if three is the <laughs> there line. There you go. All so right. we'll find out we later. Go. We'll find okay. out later. Awesome. Um, so then, yeah, Phil. I guess uh, we'll we'll so 
I mean, so Steve, you've been doing, you've been with bands, um, but you're also doing other stuff while also going to school, correct? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about that. So um, that was kind of the original idea um, was that I would be able to stay around home and, you know, and work with my dad. And, you know, this, this studio I'm in now is, is above our garage, mm -hmm. um, which we built, you know, quite a few years ago, maybe almost 10 years ago, I think. Um, and, you know, this has just kind of become my, my space. You know, I've, I've kind of taken the whole thing over with guitars and amps and drums and, and anything else I could, I could cram in here. Um, so it looks yeah. amazing. I think we said yeah. that before. It looks you, yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, so my, um, I, I didn't think I always wanted to do something, um, having to do with, with music or sound or video. Cause you know, those are always kind of my biggest things. I've always loved movies. I've always loved, um, you know, obviously, obviously music and editing and that kind of thing. Um, so I, uh, you know, my mom kind of, found this program through Berkeley who's been doing online programs since I think like 2002. So, you know, almost 20 years, they've kind of, they almost, I think revolutionized the way that online school is done. Um, so she kind of pushed me and um, to, to, to try it. Um, Cause she knew I'd be passionate about it. You know, I, my parents are both Castleton professors and, you know, they, they say they see student uh, students all the time who go Spartans, right. Who are, who are, um, 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 pushed into things they weren't uh, passionate about or didn't want to do. Um, and, you know, that comes across, it's very obvious. And, um, you know, she wanted to see me, um, you know, both my parents wanted to see me do what I was passionate and excited about and um, um, pursue music to some degree. You know, something, because, um, you know, most people, you know, <laughs> We talked about being a musician and they're like, oh, you know, instantly kills the conversation <laughs> or, or, you know, you know, they're silently judging you or something. Um, but, you know, the, the work is out there and, and, you know, people need to do it. And the music industry is just, you know, growing by the day and changing every day. Um, and, you know, I, I tried to pursue something that was practical um, at the same time because, you know, they, they, they teach you, you know, I, I'm majoring in. Uh, composition for film and TV and video games. So my um, my courses are planned around that, but I I learn audio engineering and producing and songwriting and creative writing and thinking and all that kind of stuff. Wow. Um, so you know they they set, send you off with a major, but you know they they teach you everything else you really need to know along the way. Business was a big one. Um, rock history I'm taking now, um, and um, computer programming I'm taking one of those now and you know it's it's kind of put me through the ringer but I've definitely learned a lot um, and so you know they, they teach you a lot and I'll be done um, if I stick to the schedule I'm going to now I'll be done by Christmas of 22 so awesome um, so I'll be a little bit ahead of um, where so how, how many how many credits are you taking at a time right now Steve I started out taking four classes a semester um so so it was 12 12 16 12. somewhere in there yeah yeah they're each worth three yeah generally um, yes unless it's right. like a lab or whatever yeah so i started out, i took four for most of the time i took three this time uh and then i'm gonna take four probably two more times and then finish out with three for the rest yeah um just so it's you know I kind of spread it out more and it's a lot, you know, even though I had this really hard class this semester, um, three classes versus four makes a huge difference of sure. Uh, oh, right. For and, sure. Um, and stress levels. Um, but you know, it, it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I, you know, have my moments where I'm, I'm tired and stressed out and a little burnt out, but at the end of the day, it's, it's definitely the right fit for me. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, when, you know, I was going into um, Berkeley, not really sure what I was doing or what was going to come of it, you know, switching directly to online school after being um, in person for my entire life at school. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't sure how that was going to work. Um, and, you know, I feel like I got a lot of doubters and, you know, skeptical um, people 
Um, good. But, yeah. And then I, I just wanted to keep going anyway. And, 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 you know, once, once quarantine hit and everybody was moving online, I just kind of, kind of the one they're coming to for help. Sometimes. <laughs> hey. Um, so I was like, oh, yeah now who has the attention span to read all the articles online <laughs> right. and stuff it, now huh yeah, yeah there you go it's like I, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to do my work surrounded by all this um you know i've got got you know guitars and got an xbox over there and you know, just <laughs> oh. trying to try to focus and it's been hard it took me a good two maybe you know one and a half two semesters to figure everything out you know i'd have these four classes everything due sunday night at eleven fifty nine or whatever I would start yep. after I would start my assignments after dinner every Sunday. Yeah. Um, hey, that was me. Which, which worked. School. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Same yeah. Thing. It worked um, for the first yeah. semester, and then I realized, you know, the work's getting harder. It's gonna be bigger assignments. Um, so um, I got to, you know, doing it a couple of days in advance because um, the procrastinator was not doing any any good for me. Um, so I, you know, just just. Um, just started working and, uh, you know, trying to manage my time a bit better than I was, but it, it did take me quite a while to figure that out and be able to, um, work through that. And I, so I get why it was so hard for a lot of people, you know, who either took breaks from school or just struggled with online school. Uh, cause it, it's not an easy overnight transition for sure. Um, so, you know, I, I, um, I'm impressed by people you know, stuck with it. Um, yeah, sure. Right yeah. off the bat. Absolutely. We didn't have any other choice. All right. So, yeah. So I guess that, that is amazing because especially as someone who doesn't trust themselves doing online, I can understand how hard it can be to transition. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, so, you know, here we are. I mean, you're getting close to being finished almost within a year. So um, what what is the ideal plan going forward then? Um, I would like to continue, um, uh, working with my dad, you know, doing videography and editing and, mm -hmm. uh, filming and that kind of thing, you know, um, ideally, you know, rock star is, is up there. Sure. Um, of course. You know, <laughs> yeah. That's not something you, um, um, you know, that's usually up to other people. Um, but, um, that's a great point. Yeah. Um, so I, I'll keep that as a, as a side thing, you know, I won't, won't give up on that, but, um, no, never, um, you are a rock star, Steve. Thank Come you, on. What are you talking about? Thank you. Um, so yeah, I want to keep working with my dad and, and, and doing, uh, videography, um, you know, maybe some musical things on the side. I, I teach some private guitar lessons. Um, well, very and, cool. Um, I, I teach a, a boy who's, who's seven years old and I've got a student who's in his mid sixties. Um, oh wow those are my only two right now but um if i get more um you know I, i'm enjoying doing those kinds of things um and also you know wanting to do um stuff for like jingles and and writing music for commercials and that kind of thing i've, I've been approached about those things like for a couple couple local businesses i know um was talked to about um from ace hardware and uh the hospital wants to do something new with music um so I, no I've kidding a couple, a couple that's great that, that no wonderful and do that so i'm looking forward to you know whatever comes my way and i'll, I'll keep an open mind sure absolutely I tell you what steve i mean you're you're a creative guy man Thank you. you know and you're you're super talented you're 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 going to school for composition you've got this band and you guys are so good and i'm trying to think of the song that I was listening to, I listened to it like three different times this <laughs> afternoon, and I was like, "This is so good." And I honestly, can I tell you something, Steve? Sure. I had to keep like being like, "Is this Steve Wilson singing?" <laughs> and then I'm like, "Yes, it is." Like I, I kept recognizing, which is so funny, right? Spoken voice versus yeah. versus singing voice. I yeah. kept recognizing your voice, and then being like, "Man, is this him?" It was just, it was so good. I'm so mad at myself that I can't think of the name of that song. Let's see. Uh, we've got, we've got four. It, so this five. is one of, I'll give you a hint and you can probably get it, right? This is, okay. I think, one of the two that you pressed onto vinyl. Okay. 
Did you press like two different onto vinyl and we I saw pressed, that somewhere? Um, we pressed one. Let's see. Oh, gosh. Uh, Guess You Missed Me was one I put on vinyl. That's it. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. That song is so good. Thank you. Yes. So did you, was that a hard process? I mean, it sounds really hard to do. Um, it, it's, it is and it isn't because, you know, when I go to write songs, I'm like, okay, I'm very meticulous about my songwriting and planning for albums. I'm like, I gotta have 10 songs for this, 10 songs for this album. You know, they've, got, mm-hmm. they've all got to fit together and flow really nicely. Um, you know, I've got to have the timing perfectly. If I want to fit both sides on a, a vinyl record, you know, I'm very, I think about all those things all the time. Yeah. Writing. Um, but that's the thing is that you can't always do that. Um, so I've written, you know, probably, oh gosh, probably about 50 songs. Wow. And I like, like five. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's the thing is, is, you know, because all the ones that I, I sat down and said, I'm going to write a song and it's going to be good. Those are the ones that suck. Um, yep. And every time I've, I've done that, I've, I've um, started playing something and I'm like, oh, I like that better. And then something else comes from it. And then the words um, just just come to you and it's the songs all done within 20 minutes. I remember I, I was reading this thing once about about Black Sabbath that they wrote Paranoid in like 10 minutes. And I was like, you know, there's no way. Um, but you know, once you I do love that song. Yeah. Once you get in the groove, once you have a a good guitar part or, you know, whatever kind of thing you're doing, once you have that and you want words and you've got a good background storyline idea, Mm -hmm. um, it it just, it just flows and, you know, you can have an entire song, like I said, within 20 minutes. And, um, that's what it was like with guess you missed me. Uh, uh, the other one, uh, when it all came crashing down, it was like that too. Um, I, you know, I, probably, I listened to that one today too. That's yeah. yes. I like that one too. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I, I wrote that one. I think I wrote the first couple of verses and then I just put it aside for a few months. And then all of a sudden I, the chorus came to me and I was like, I got to put that with that song. Um, and then the rest just, just came. Um, so, you know, it's all about, you know, not forcing it and, um, and just letting it come naturally. Um, as it's always, true. Has shown the most success for me, uh, at least with music that I can I can think of. Um, but yeah, songwriting is. I, I first started wanting to do it when when Peyton was a freshman, and he was he uh, no he must have been a, a, a sophomore. Um, he came to us with a song, and you know, I, I and I really liked it, and I was like, so how you know how come this fifteen year old can, <laughs> can write all this good these good things and I can't. Um, um, and that was when I realized, you know, maybe I can. So I went back and, um, started writing some stuff and didn't really like it at first, but, um, I kept, kept going at it and eventually had a song I liked. Um, and it it just kind of went on from there. And, um, you know, he's always been a good songwriter too. Um, which is why, you know, it was, it was important for me to have him on, you know, while we worked together on, on songs too. And, um, it's just been a lot of fun working together. Oh, I mean, sure. And again, it's perseverance. Again, it's, right. you know, you don't, or, or it's uh, constantly critiquing yourself. Mm-hmm. I never Self, throw away. Yeah. Yep. And it's, like, yeah, yeah, exactly, Steve. And uh, I've done a couple, you know, I've written some, some parody stuff and scripts and, you know, I, I always go back and before you know it, you're like, oh my God, this is, this would be so much better if I replaced this with this. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's just always going back and repeating and looking at it. And again, self-reflecting on, is this as good as it could be? Mm-hmm. And then you go, you know, you might go to bed thinking, ah, you know, that was okay. And then you wake up in the middle of the night, you're like, oh my God. And you pull it up and you scratch out something and add yep. something different. And it, it's, it's, it's a really cool way of doing things because you get the best version by the end of it. Yeah, even if it's not what it was, what you wanted to be at first. So that's really cool, man. That's really nice. Yeah. Wow. So, um, it's too cool. I'm just thinking about uh, the fact that you know Friday night um, we watched Peyton and Grant Thurston. Well, I, at least I watched Peyton and Grant Thurston graduate from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just thinking about that class and you just mentioned their sophomore year and I taught that class health their yeah. sophomore year. 
and I had so much fun with those guys. They were a riot. And oh, yeah. Payton and Grant, Payton Grant were so, so funny. Yeah. I mean, they were so great. Yeah. Too yeah. funny. Yeah, we always well, clicked musically and, and comedically, too. We always had similar sense of humor. And, um, and you know, that chemistry is, is half, if not more, of the um, the friendship, especially in a, in a rock band. You know, having that that chemistry is, is super important. Definitely. Definitely. Yes. That's very cool. That's very cool. It reminds me, when you talk about Peyton, it reminds me of the way I feel about Mike. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's great. To, it's great <laughs> yeah. to have you know that 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 person. Yeah, yeah. You just like you just like know what they're thinking. Like they're like, hey, can you help me with this? I wanted to do this, and you're just like, yeah, this is what you meant. And you're like, yep, exactly. <laughs> I say that about you, Mike. I'm like, I could bring Mike a third of an idea, and he would always bring me back a full one. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like I'd be like, dude, and he'd just be like, like yes, that something like this, and then we go from there. Yeah. It's cool. It's always fun. Well, great. So um, this has been a lot of fun, guys, but I think it's probably time to get into If I Were a If I was a, I'd be a. See, now you're just writing songs. (laughs) That's what I'll do. I'll write an entire song (laughs) of just different ways to save this game. If if I wish I was a fish. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all, all right, right so let's go let's all right play. so now um in the spirit of your music and your passion steve uh this if i were in uh if i was in why is if i was a musical instrument what would i be in why um do you uh do you already know what you would pick steve or do you want some more time to think about it because i think i have a pretty good idea of what i want to be i think i got a good one all right go ahead man so if I were a musical instrument, I think I would be uh, an acoustic electric guitar. Um, okay. Getting specific. Um, it's very specific. Because, no, that's good. 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 I was, I was, I was thinking about this um, quite a bit, and because uh, you know when you're when I'm just in a small setting, you know, I'm quiet, and you know, I'm sure you guys know, just quiet and don't make a lot of noise. Um, but you know, when I get on stage, you got, you got to plug it in, got to get loud. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And that, that's, I think that's always been me is that I've always kind of had my best um, confidence and my best self playing on stage. Um, I was right. always, always my, uh, um, it was just always how I, I've always been that way. Sure. Makes complete sense. Absolutely. I don't want to, I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. No, good no. job. Good yeah. job, Steve. That was perfect. Dang um, it. All right, Mike, you go. All right, I'm gonna be if I were a musical instrument, I'm gonna be maracas. Nice. Ooh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Right? Because have you ever seen a person using the maracas and frowning? <laughs> no, no, no. Because I, I, I tend to try to make everyone smile, and you know, it's a simple instrument that you know can sound really good. You don't have to do a lot of stuff as long as you can just keep with the beat. It sounds great. So that's why I think I would be maracas. All right. All right, That's Phil. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, you know, what? I'm gonna go with handbells. I'm gonna go. Well, I'm gonna go with the handbell choir. Um, I'm a handbell choir because you know, um, with a handbell choir, like you know, really, there's only there's only one one really key piece and that's sort of the, the person in charge right that's the, that's the big idea the big vision and then there's sort of a lot of different things going on you know with like the, the the single people who are standing there and they're either you know single bell or maybe they're double you know maybe they got two um but i just but i think of a, a handball choir i think of like community but also um things working together really well even though you know, there's there's really nothing crazy miraculous going on, right? I mean, it's just a lot of people doing simple things really well in harmony. Yeah, um, yeah. and so that's, that's I, great. I, I, I love really I one. love handbell choirs, and we talked about this earlier. I tend to think of myself as um, at my best and 
in the spotlight most around Christmas time. Well, there you go. Carol <laughs> and of the so bells right in that there. way, yeah, I am right. a handbook buyer. Oh, there you go. Great. Perfect. Nice. All right. Uh, all right. So now it's time to figure out, Steve, which one was the which one was the lie? Because I got to be honest, usually I can kind of lean one way, but no, this was this was a complete. This guess. is the toughest one ever. Yeah. Huh? All right. So I'll do some elimination first. Yes. Uh, so. So, Mike, you thought two was correct. OK. And, and you thought you thought number, number one. one. I thought... had one. OK. So I'll start off by saying that um, uh, the third one is true. Okay. Um, so I guess I don't get my my bonus prize, but I, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed. Um, so yep. So both his wife Dana and his keyboardist Ben Montench are both you know very active and friendly on social media. So I've gotten to talk to them on you know quite a few times, um, which has been that's super cool. Nice. That's great. Get inside stories about Tom Petty and just you know oh. it's been. Um, just been amazing to hear from them. If I if I have a question about a song, you know, I, I just like you know, I'll ask the guy who who helped write it. You know, that's great. Um, What's your favorite Tom Petty song, Steve? Oof. Oh, um, I put mean, him on blast. I've always I've always loved Refugee. Um, yeah, but you know, there's there's some you know I've I've gone all the way into the the deep cuts, the the weird you know stuff that's never been released. Um, you know, so I've, I've probably heard everything he's ever done that's been put out. Um, but I always say, you know, with my own work is that I write, I hope I write something just as good as the worst song he ever wrote. Sure. Um, that's, that's, that's always kind of been my standard. Yeah, that's a great, uh, that's a great quote. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm, I'm actually impressed you could come up with one song. Good job. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's hard. It's it, There's definitely... They all they all kind of uh, go together, you know. I probably got all of them in the top five. Um, so all right. Let's see. Um, so uh, my dad um, grew up and graduated with Sean Kemp. Uh, Indiana. I knew Sean this. Camp. Yep. Sean yeah. Kemp. And who played? I got. I, well, I think it was the ninety ninety six finals, the Bulls and the Sonics. Yeah, it was. There it is. Yep. So that was the one. Um, and so the the first one isn't exactly. I mean, it's based off of a true story, but it's not at all true. Um, so we were. I think we had just gone to Disney, and we were coming home. We we're in the Orlando airport, and I see this guy. You know, he's he's probably six 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 seven. Um, so, you know, my first, my first I know thought where is, this is going. My first thought oh, is either, no. you know, football, basketball player. Um, um, and you know, he's, he's got the long, you know, dreadlocks and he's, you know, he's big. And, um, I, I, you know, my first instinct is that's Julius Peppers. Um, uh, I don't think it was, um, I, I got, I got excited for a minute there, but a little disappointed, just a guy who looked a lot like him. Um, and I, I so I changed I changed the location from from Orlando to Charlotte to make it a little more believable. Oh yeah, it was um, it was and, it was. Uh, well, I'm glad I'm glad that you you didn't. Uh, I guess I'd rather you meet Julius Peppers than randomly mistaken and go up and try to meet a guy that looks like Julius exactly. Peppers. So yeah, all right, yeah, Phil. I thought that's where it was going. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna be like, hey, Julius, and then he turns around. <laughs> and he's like, oh no, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> I'll go back All to right. my seat. So <laughs> I I improve to seven and four. Yeah. Yeah. Mike yeah. Mike right, falls Mike falls to three and eight. Yeah. Um yeah. I gotta say, I man, this um I hope this is a lesson for everyone that listens. This whole game has been such a good lesson in go with your gut. I mm-hmm. keep talking about those spidey senses and they keep working. So Go with your gut, folks, and you will win games that don't matter. <laughs> they always matter when you and I are competing, Phil. That's right. They always matter. Well, that was fun. Good one, Steve. That was really – that truly was difficult. Um, I'm surprised I got it right. Yeah, well done. Very well done. All right. Well, then, I guess with that, I guess we'll call that a day, a wrap, as you will. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I tell you what. We gotta. We'll start. Um, 
we'll start getting some of these Dirty Red Hearts songs out through all of our platforms because people should know how great this band is before they even hear this episode. Um, this episode will will air. What do we got? Where are we at now, Mike? We're somewhere in September at this point. Uh, yeah, last yep. last week of September, last Wednesday in September, this episode will air. Wow. Um, and so uh, before that, by the time people are even hearing me say this, we will have um, made sure they understand just exactly who we're talking to. Oh, Steve absolutely. Wilson. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Steve, man, I, you know, you you meet him and you might think he's a quiet guy, but you get to know him and you find out he's pretty gosh darn amplified. <laughs> Uh, I see what you did there. And, well and this has just uh, been so much fun. I mean, seriously, yeah. like, you know, I always say this. We, I invite people onto this podcast. I'm never, I'm never quite sure why. Um, but Steve, this is, this has been amazing. You're such a cool guy and you've got a lot of really cool things going on. And I just know whatever it is, we're going to hear about some really cool and creative things that you've, you've brought to this world by the time it's all said and done thank you mike what do you think is it time to say good night here yeah it's I think getting so. pretty dark yeah. those <laughs> of us those of us uh watching this video if anyone is i mean i it is completely dark in my backyard i can barely see anything right now yeah 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 i think that's good um but again steve it was great catching up it was great to yeah. uh talk and find out what you're doing i'm really excited to see what you uh where you go from here it's going to be great um but uh, Phil, for us here, you know, it was a it was a good session as always. But uh, yeah, so uh, any last minute things before we uh, sign off, Phil? No, I just think we thank you, Steve, again for coming, and thanks to all of our listeners again uh, for being with us. This is an important thing we're doing. You should know about young people like Steve. So thanks for tuning in as always. We love you all. Stay positive, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs>